How do we become wise? What specifically does Old Testament wisdom literature teach us about how to live? How do wisdom books like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes deepen our walk with Jesus? How can these books impact one another ministry in the 21st century? The Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, CCEF, is hosting their annual national conference entitled The Way of Wisdom, where they will consider these questions and more. I want to invite you to join them from September 30th through October 2nd in Hershey, Pennsylvania, to explore the path of wisdom together. You can learn more and register at ccef.org slash 22. Welcome to 1514, a podcast of the Biblical Counseling Coalition. 1514 draws its name from Romans 1514, where the Apostle Paul encourages the church that they are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to counsel one another. I'm your host and the executive director of the BCC, Dr. Curtis Solomon, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 1514. It is a delight and honor to have you as part of our audience. I was excited to have a repeat guest in our studio, Dr. Lainey Greer. Lainey joined us a few years ago for the podcast, and her podcast was one of the most popular that year. I thought it'd be great to invite her back to give you an update on what she's done, what she's written, what she's doing now, and how you can learn from and utilize some of the different resources that she has out there. Dr. Lainey Greer has spent over 10 years working in the local church, in addition to 20 years as a personal trainer. Her educational background includes a bachelor's in exercise science, a master's in Christian leadership, and a doctorate in systematic theology. She is the creator and founder of Soma Consulting, LLC, along with the Understand Healthy Lifestyle Program, Forsaken Body Blog, and Your Body Matters Workshop. We were able to catch up on Lainey, talk about her dissertation, a book that she's written since then, as well as discuss the different ministry outlets that I just mentioned to you. It was a wonderful conversation. I hope that it is encouraging to you, informative to you, and you are blessed by this. Thanks again for listening. Well, Lainey Greer, thank you so much for being with us on 1514 today. You were a guest a couple of years ago. Could you start by just kind of catching everybody up with what's been happening with you the last few years? Yeah, so um, I finished my doctorate officially. Uh, Congratulations. Yes, yes. Uh, It's a long time coming, but wrote that dissertation, um, graduated, and um, yeah, have been in recent years working on building a ministry that uh, seeks to help people steward their bodies to the glory of God in a variety of ways. That's fantastic. And yeah, we talked about that before, and your podcast was one of the most popular. I think that year, it was one of the most downloaded episodes we had. So well done there. And I think that uh, it shows that people are really interested in what you have to say. Um, You also wrote a book since then, or a a mini book, and tell everybody about that. Yes. Uh, So super grateful for New Growth Press uh, taking a chance on publishing me is the first thing I've done. Um, And I really wrote it to be a resource for anybody, uh, certainly, but particularly people in ministry um, and even biblical counselors. So what it does, it's a really short resource. It just packs a punch, I think, in in about 5,000 words. I start with a theology of human embodiment, which is thankfully an area of growing interest, um, especially in recent years. And honestly, it's probably the most critical doctrine or certainly one of them in our day. Um, But I quickly walk through theology of the body and embodied reality, and then I provide the reader with basics of how to steward their physical health. 
Um, so there's a lot of resources out there. You can pretty much find anything online about nutrition, exercise tips, and things like that. Um, there's conflicting information. It's always changing. So it's hard to know for yourself or let alone helping somebody else in those areas. Um, so that's what I do is just provide basic information that's helping the believer get an understanding of why they should steer their bodies and then how to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. And as we, as our audience knows, like the, the body soul connection is an important one. As, as, as you mentioned, we're embodied souls. We're not a soul that happens to be encased in a body. We're not just a body. We're not just a soul. We're God created us in this really unique, complex, uh, whole being. And those things influence one another. And, uh, as we've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll talk about some more, um, what, happens to our bodies impacts our inner man and our inner man impacts our outer man as well. So you mentioned you started a ministry uh, in the last couple of years. Tell us about that ministry. What's it called? What are you doing with it? I have a few different things that I'm working on. Um, So one thing is um, really it comes from again that that idea of equipping believers to steer their body to the glory of God, but it comes from Uh, my own life and mistakes I made and things I had to learn the hard way of just um, not caring for myself well in ways that honored the Lord. So I have a background in um, being anorexic and over-exercising for years, um, being physically injured and pushing myself to exercise. And so I've just had to grow a lot and realize, um, you know, that in some ways my background in personal training, exercise, nutrition, it has helped me personally, but it's also kind of pushed um, some some idols and some obsessive things that have not been honoring to the Lord. So a lot of what I do springs from just that, those lessons that I've had to learn the hard way. Um, but one thing I have is called, I call it Understand Healthy. Um, it's a weight loss program that I wrote it honestly years ago, and um, it was I wrote it for my master's degree actually. Um, <laughs> so in in Christian leadership, and it's just kind of been sitting there. I haven't done anything with it, but I, I always um, thought that it could really be helpful. Um, so it is a weight loss program, but I like to say it helps you cultivate lasting lifestyle change, um, and it really comes down to like identifying and implementing. So. It walks you through identifying the bad habits, um, the unhealthy behaviors in your life that produce, you know, poor health. And then it helps you implement new healthy habits to replace those bad ones. Um, So it's not a fad diet. There's no like extreme practices or eating things that you have to do in it. Um, You know, there are certainly diets out there that cause initial weight loss by extreme measures, but they're unsustainable. And once you can't maintain those those things anymore, you're likely going to put the weight back on. Um, so my program, it teaches you how to maintain those healthy behaviors over time. So it's really, it's based on like progressive behavior change. Um, so it walks you through kind of step by step, teaching you how to be healthy. And it gives you time to practice healthy behaviors that you can layer on one another. So that by the end of the program, it's about 30 weeks, and by the end, Ideally, you'll have formed 10 new healthy habits that have replaced, 
you know, some 10 unhealthy behaviors. No, that's fantastic. And mm. as, as our, our audience is well aware and that, that language of replacing, kind of putting off, putting on is very common to uh, biblical counselors. And I appreciate how you even call it un- just understanding healthy because so many people, one, have a misunderstanding of what healthy is or they have a false motivation. Like it's a, I want to look a certain way or I want to fit this certain uh, te- template of what healthy looks like, whether it's CrossFit body or whatever. And God didn't create us to l- all to look a particular way, but he did call us to steward our bodies and to, to be healthy. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That's, if I could just add there too, you know, healthy, I like to say healthy looks different for everybody. Mm. We're all in different stages of life, different seasons <laughs> with different demands on our time. And so it's really just, you know, wherever you are, you may have certain physical limitations, even you may already, you know, have chronic diseases that you have mm. to manage wherever you are. It's just recognizing, okay, what are the things that I can do, um, you know, in this stage of life where I am that can steward my health in a way that honors the Lord. Now you said that's a 30 week program. How do people access that program? Kind of what's the, what are the logistics of that and how would somebody take advantage of that understand healthy program? Yeah, so you can find it on my website. Uh, it's at laneygreer.com, and um, it's under the Programs tab. So I'll have some more things coming, but this is the one that, that's up there now. And, um, yeah, if people, you can read more about it there. You can interact with me, certainly, if you have questions. Um, and I, you know, again, it's for everybody, but I really wrote it with uh, people in ministry in mind, even, like, you know, for church staffs to do together. Um, to get healthy and then set an example for their people that they're leading. Um, it, it's obviously going to work better with some accountability. So I, I provide that with a coaching option. And then there's a basic option of just having access to the program. Um, but I would say that for biblical counselors especially, it could be really helpful for your counselee because, you know, as you're administering care to them spiritually, if they're equipped to care for themselves physically, it's only going to enhance the care that you're giving Um Plus, you can serve as a layer of accountability if they're walking through some kind of program to, you know, help themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. And especially if maybe, I mean, I can see really practical, like really specific instances with somebody who maybe comes in struggling with anorexia or, uh, or even gluttony, um, other things like that. But on the flip side, I think generally good health is, is good for everybody, not just those particular cases. But obviously for our audience, if you're dealing with somebody like that, and maybe that's not your background, you don't have that expertise, pointing them to this great resource would be really helpful. So do they watch, do people watch videos? Is it reading-based, video-based? What, what does that look like? It's an online platform that um, I've just kind of put in. It's really a course, honestly, is what it is on how on how to be healthy. Um, so there's ten levels. Each level lasts about three weeks, and then on each level there are a few different healthy behaviors with the rationale behind each one. Um, so based on what you know you need to do, say you don't eat breakfast. That's one of the things on there is. Eating breakfast You're not and saying why? I don't eat breakfast because no, no. I I'm a big breakfast guy. Breakfast <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> yes, please eat breakfast. Um, but yeah, it teaches you what to do. It tells you you know how to implement whichever one you choose, and then you focus on that for the three week period before adding on another one. Hmm. That's really that's really great. I might have some of my students check it out for their personal transformation projects or whatever uh, we call them now. So that's great. You also have another another one 
called Your Body Matters. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so this is um, one of the workshops that I'm super excited to start offering. Um, I'm actually going to the Health and Rec Center at Southern is going to host it uh, for me at the end of September. Yeah, it's going to be over a weekend. But um, this is something that, again, like the mini book, it, it seeks to establish a biblical theological foundation for the body, but then equip you with the basics of caring for yourself physically. Um, so... You know, there's a couple sessions that lay that biblical groundwork, and then um, the Saturday sessions are more of the practical things for body stewardship, like exercise, nutrition, rest, stress management, again, which are important for everybody, but especially people in ministry. Um, it really comes out of, you know, like I said, I've had to learn things the hard way, and, and I had, I've worked in ministry for over 10 years and have experienced burnout uh, myself. Um I worked at a church in Knoxville for several years, and when I left that to move to Southern uh, to start my doctorate, I was actually able to come off high blood pressure medication because I was just so stressed out um, and not caring for myself well in that time in ministry. So um, again, it's for anybody, but especially for people who are ministering to others, because in order to care care well for others, you should also be, you know, caring for yourself. Yeah, it's fascinating how sometimes, uh, it's not fascinating, it's kind of discouraging actually, how sometimes people in 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 our, in this sphere, especially like a higher learning sphere and a theological sphere, we maybe focus so much on the cognitive or so much on the, the spiritual element of life, we really forget or neglect the body and just don't even think about that. And and most people, most Christians probably wouldn't go this far, but in saying it out loud, but practically almost treat the body like it's it's an appendage that we just have to tolerate and, and deal with. Uh, so I'm glad that Southern will be uh, hosting, and hopefully a lot of people will come and, and listen to that and utilize a lot of the great facilities they have here to help people uh, steward their bodies well. Uh, if people wanted, so that's a seminar that you do. Are you willing to go to churches and schools and other places to do that? And if so, are people, how could people ask you, invite you to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go do it at a church if a church wants to host it and then invite, you know, other, other churches to it as well. That's, um, you know, definitely something I would love to do. And that's just contact me through my website again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, even in the trauma training that I do, I take a section at the beginning and talk to the uh, people I'm training and say, I'm talking about being prepared to do uh, trauma counseling because it's a weighty thing to do. And I talk about preparing themselves and actually talk a little bit about physical health, not as much as your programs definitely would. And one of the things I encourage them is, is we want to be at our best as much as humanly possible. Like, and we're going to be wading into this battle with people over the, to help rescue them out of the, the muck and mire they're entangled in. And I, and I caveat it with obviously God's sovereign and he is, his strength is manifest in our weakness, but as much as is possible with us, we should be uh, as healthy whole person wise to go forward in that. So, mm -hmm. um, Thoughts on that? Like, what, I mean, yeah, just yeah. I mean, something um, I I think is huge, and it's it's basic knowledge. I think sometimes that I take for granted just because of my training. But 
um, you know, God created our bodies in such a way that they improve with exercise. So when you know just the physiological changes that happen from regular cardiovascular activity or, you know, the things that strength training can can do for our bones and our muscles um, and even, you know, nutrition, you know, God created our bodies to need certain nutrients. And so when we understand what foods those come from um, and the foods we eat, maybe that that even take away from the nutrition that we should be getting. It's only things that, you know, continue to enhance our desire to give back to God what he's given to us and steward our bodies in a way that honors him. Yeah. Amen. And I, I always try to convince, especially colleagues who want to spend a lot of time reading books, writing paper, you know, on a desk, like I think they feel like half an hour a day or whatever, five times a week would be, too much of a sacrifice, but I keep trying to tell them, no, you're like the energy benefits and the focus benefits you'll get from that physical activity will make you more, so much more efficient in the time that you're dedicating to that other work that not only is it worth it, but you'll probably live longer, feel better, enjoy, <laughs> think more clearly, sleep better, all those kind of things. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, just again, that speaks to embodied reality. Um, so of course, while spiritual things take precedence, physical training is of some value and there's a reason for that it's because we are body soul beings um and and both body and soul they interact and they impact each other um and also god god created us with limitations um and if we press into one completely and and neglect and ignore you know the other aspect of of who we are um that can cause issues for us um health issues and and things so yeah we we have to recognize the fact that we do have limits and um, cultivate both our spiritual and physical health. Well, everybody's been hangry at some point, so we should all be <laughs> at least honest to recognize, like, your For body sure. definitely plays into your, <laughs> how your inner man responds to the world around us. So you, you did a, you've done a lot of thinking and uh, writing and teaching in this area. Um, what, like, how does your theology training, and I know you did some study in biblical counseling, how does that inform and influence what you're what you're doing now uh yeah so that's a good question um well first i am a firm believer that our orthodoxy should drive our orthopraxy so in other words what what we believe our theological beliefs they should have a practical application they we should live out those things um so you know what we believe from scripture that should fuel um how we counsel and Something that I think scripture shows us very clearly throughout, but especially um, in the Psalms, is just this reality that we are embodied. Um, so, you know, if you take David's writing, for, for instance, in Psalm 38, it's very clear he's reflecting on the sin that, um, you know, he's in deep anguish over the sin that is unconfessed that he's struggling with. Um, but he talks about how it's affecting his health, his bones. Uh, he, he goes about in mourning all day long. There's no soundness to his flesh. He's groaning over uh, the tumult in his heart. Um, he talks about feeling burdened and heavy and acknowledges that he needs to confess sin. Um, but the way he describes that battle with sin and the conviction he's under is embodied language because we're, we're a psychosomatic being. We're body and soul. It's affecting every part of him. Um, so biblical counsel counselors, you know, can recognize that 
while they're speaking into sin issues um, and into realities from a world that's impacted by sin, uh, it brings both spiritual and physical distress to their counselee. Um, so while, you know, believers, we, we certainly have, um, you know, spiritual issues that we need to confront, we, they don't occur in a, in a vacuum because of our embodied reality. Um, and even, even still, you know, we live in that fallen world that's impacted by sin. So there are things that can happen physically, you know, in us that contribute to other issues. Um, just like, you know, we're learning with trauma and specifically, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and how it impacts the brain and changes thought processes. Um, so yeah. And, and it speaks to other things we've addressed too, just that embodied reality. You know, if you get your counselee, to care for themselves, if they're struggling with anxiety and depression, exercise has such an impact on, you know, an endorphin release and boosting mood and they're temporary things. But again, they're, they're God created physiological responses to exercise that can impact, um, you know, our minds. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and I know some people, uh, actually thinking about that, uh, particular thing, uh, a lot of our counselors, you know, they're not nutritionists, they're not medical doctors, they're not personal trainers, and they might be thinking, do I need to go get certified? Do I need to go get trained and all this kind of stuff? Um, and, and we wrestle with that, that question of, like, I can only know so much, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe focus my attention on Scripture and how it plays in. What kind of advice, counsel, would you give to somebody in that boat who wants to care for, make sure their counselee is caring for their whole person, but they're, they're not, maybe don't feel qualified or informed to address those, those side of, that side of things. Yeah, I mean, I would just say, you know, we can't be experts in every area. We're, we're a body of believers. We're, you know, called to rely, you know, on, on each other, and we all have different strengths. And um, whereas I may be able to Google something and, uh, you know, read a blog post and think I'm an expert, sometimes we do have to go to the real experts who have training in these things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the things that, that I'm doing, the ministry that, that I'm trying to build here, um, and, and other things that are out there, certainly, um, biblical counselors, I think, are, are you know, equipped with um, websites and different things, books and things that they can turn their counselees on to help in those areas where they may not have as much training. Yeah, no, that's helpful. What are some of the areas that where you've seen maybe the the somatic side really Im- impact or manifest in the soul side of things and, and to use that terminology um i have some ideas and but i'm curious where some common ones that maybe you've seen i know that was a hard question so like th- like for instance um like the i mentioned hangriness you know if you don't eat you tend to get maybe hangry a while ago i found out that vitamin d deficiency can cause somebody to not be able to uh, they wake up after one REM cycle of sleep and then it, their mind just keeps racing, 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 racing. So it manifests in something that often looks like anxiety, right? But if they go and they do a blood test and find out, oh, their vitamin D deficiency is low, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Have you seen stuff like that? Yeah, so something that I'm trying to learn more about um, myself is just the impact of gut health on the brain. Um, and the, you know, the communication that happens between the brain and gut, it mostly goes from the gut to the brain. So 
you know, if you eat a diet full of processed foods and low nutrition, um, even if you have, you know, common things like acid reflux, um, which can affect your gut health, um, you know, and, and even things like um, having to take antibiotics regularly, those can affect the good bacteria in your gut. And that can in turn, um, you know, create or exacerbate issues like anxiety um, and bouts of depression. So yeah, for sure, that that definitely plays into. Yeah, since I know that was kind of a curveball I threw you, I don't think I sent that question to you, but it's just something I think about because, um, and the way I approach it with counselees is just like I do with every, honestly, everybody I encourage to get a physical right away uh, when they come in for anything, or at least ask when their last physical was, because there are just the recognition uh, but that's where I do, like, I like to encourage my students and other biblical counselors, you don't have to have an MD, you don't have to get certified as a personal trainer, there are others out there in this, caring for the whole person involves a team effort, and so cooperating with nutritionists, medical doctors, etc. can be really helpful, so... Um, what are maybe some of the top three areas where you would that you would encourage people to grow in in the, in the stewarding of their health? Yeah, um, I think just the recognition, we talked about this a little bit, but being healthy isn't a one-size-fits-all, um, and it's, it's not about being legalistic and you know, creating these man-made laws that you have to follow, and if you don't do these things every day, then you know, you have sinned or you're dealing with guilt. I mean, that's, that's all things that we don't need to put on ourselves. Um, something that I think doesn't get talked about a lot in terms of searing your health is, is a reality called skinny fat. Um, so it may not, you know, on the outside, you may be a normal weight. Um, you may feel fine, but your insides may tell a different story if you're not you know, if you don't care about getting exercise or, or trying to eat decently. Um, and skinny fat is just a, a term that describes like when you have more um, body fat compared to muscle mass or for your like height and weight. So, you know, there it's it's something you see a lot of times in, in men in particular. Um, so, you know, there can be people walking around who may not have a weight issue per se, but they're walking around with a lot of excess, um, you know, bad fat around their, their vital organs um, that can create health issues. Um, so that's a reality of, you know, it's not the number on the scale that's the determiner of health. It's what's going into our bodies, what are we doing with our bodies. Um, something else is that, you know, I think just in training people over the years, sometimes we get overwhelmed with thinking, oh, I've got to make all these changes overnight. Mm. Um, but just like what my program seeks to do, you know, we, we don't create uh, bad habits overnight. They happen over time, uh, and they're reinforced, you know, day after day, week after week. Um, and so because of that, we'll, we'll get overwhelmed, and we'll just end up quitting if we try and change everything overnight. So if you identify, you know, a few things, like if you know you don't drink enough water, and just start working on that one thing. And once you get that down consistently and it's, it's become a good habit, then, okay, start focusing on something else and do it in layers. Because that's really how you're going to maintain a healthy lifestyle over time. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and honestly, it's the same thing we try to do with people in our soul care side of things is, is we don't 
most of us, when we sit down, you could come up with a list of 14 things after the first session. We're not going to attack all 14 mm. right away, right? We're going to deal with things slowly and try to maybe address the big things first. But yeah, and that's one, one of the things I love, love, love about your program is that it is, it's theologically and biblically informed and it's realistic. Mm. And it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not just theologically informed in the sense of having a theology of the body. It's theologically informed in how people change and the growth mm-hmm. and change process and how do we live a life that is pleasing to the Lord in a, in a full and robust way. Yeah, so as Christians, we, um, you know, we believe in a God of created and resurrected bodies who became embodied to bodily redeem us um, and then who also indwells us bodily. So for those reasons alone, you know, we're called to glorify God with our bodies. That is really helpful information. Outside of your website and your booklet, um, any, anything else, any other good resources you might point people to to help uh, grow their knowledge in this area? Yeah, so I'd definitely say uh, Dr. Greg Allison's book, Embodied, that's come out uh, in the last year or two. That's a great resource. Um, And, you know, sadly, a theology of the body, like I said earlier, it's a growing area of interest. But part of that um, reality means that there's not a lot that's been, you know, written about it in the church. Um, It it grew out of uh, Pope John Paul II uh, in the Catholic Church. But... um, Dr. Allison's book, uh, you know, it covers a lot of things that are so pertinent to our day and age. Uh, but one thing I appreciate of his in particular is he also brings um, into the book just the reality of our body image. So it's not just that, oh, I need to, you know, treat my body in a way that honors the Lord. But something I, I love to say a lot is God is also, you know, either honored or dishonored, even in the way we think about our body, which which is our body image. Um, my dissertation had it, it focused on body image um, for the most part, but uh, it's not just an issue for teenage girls. Where you know they're not the only ones that deal with negative body image, and um, so believers also need to consider. You know, it's not just what I put in my body or uh, the exercise that I get, but also it's you know, am I Am I, you know, do I hate my body for the way it looks or maybe it it doesn't function the way I want it to, you know, as we age and get older, um, bodily functioning can decrease and that can be a source of negative body image. So Hmm. that's interesting. That's really helpful because it does round out so many people just focus on that, especially with all the headlines of Instagram and the negative impact on teenage girls. We think about that, but I mean, Ecclesiastes, right? I mean, mm. the, the, all the descriptions in Ecclesiastes 11 of the even hair growing, losing ear, eyesight, all those things, like it's a reality. And mm-hmm. we all do think about that stuff, whether we're thinking about the fact that we're thinking about it. <laughs> so very good. Well, Lainey, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast. I saved the last section uh, for a segment called Two Minute Favorites. And I know you did this before, but I'm, I'm just curious if it's changed for you. Are you up for this? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't warn you ahead of time, though. So, all right. Two Minute favorite segment. Here we go. What is your favorite food? Um, I think I said pizza last time. It has to be like <laughs> Neapolitan-style crust. That's, what, that's the pizza I like. All right. <laughs> favorite color? Oh, um, purple. Favorite sport? College football. Favorite sports team? Uh, Tennessee Volunteers, 100%. <laughs> Favorite gift you've ever received? Oh, gosh. Um, the fastball, the slow balls are done. I, I don't know. I'm not 
not good with self-reflection. Um, somebody's time. I don't know. <laughs> Favorite gift you've ever given? Um, uh, I, I, for my mom's birthday one year, I got a lot of significant people to write her letters of, you know, what she meant to them and uh, gave them to her. And that was, that's probably the best one. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Favorite candy? Ooh, uh, dark chocolate, but like super dark chocolate. <laughs> Favorite book of the Bible? Oh, gosh. Um, Ephesians. Favorite? S- well, no, okay, only one, Ephesians. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite book outside of Scripture? Ooh, Knowing God. Uh, Favorite word? Favorite word? Oh, um, I, I have no propitiation. I love, uh, yeah, the theological significance behind propitiation. All right. Least favorite word. Oh, um, probably a word that I say, I have a, I have a East Tennessee accent. So something that I say in a really country way, I don't know. Ice cream is, I'm bad with ice cream. All right. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what superpower would you choose? Uh, not needing to sleep. And if your mother were to describe you in one word, what word would she use? Focused. Focused. All right. Well, that wraps up our two-minute favorite segment and our time together. Lainey, thanks so much for being with us on 1514 today. Thanks for having me today, Curtis. Thank you for listening to today's episode of 1514. If you'd like to find out more about the Biblical Counseling Coalition, you can visit our website at biblicalcc.org. Special thanks to our podcast engineer, James Wills, who does all the post-production editing to make this podcast sound so wonderful. Also want to thank my assistant, Carrie Felton, for helping to arrange these interviews. And a special thanks to Andrew Riddell, who composed and recorded the music we use on 1514. I hope you have a wonderful day.